1: Some trouble. My spider sense people are trouble. My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider Man podcast where we dive into every Spider Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Yes, and it's telling me you're
0: all idiots. <laughs> they don't know what he is
1: murderer oh my god <laughs> to listen to this show find us on radio dot com and wherever you get your podcast. this podcast is brought to you by revenge lover designs illustration and design that fit your personality for samples and inquiries visit revenge com. and we are still talking about the mtv spider-man show uh spider-man the new animated series that is as it is called nowadays um and we are well beyond the halfway point at this point i think or yeah. or you know a few episodes over it so we're yeah. we're making good progress here
0: yeah and finally here at episode eight we're finally at the first episode that aired
1: <laughs> yeah i was wondering when it was gonna happen and we finally you know, made it wild right wild uh-huh.
0: yeah it, this uh this was and it's funny this is the first episode they aired and then probably because it was the one that they still had ready the soonest even though they apparently wanted to air it late in the season mm-hmm. which it's like I think this probably is the first major continuity thing that we've run into because Max Dillon obviously appears in the episode that we covered last week, but that episode aired much later than this episode aired. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Max Dillon just shows up totally normal for people who are watching this sequentially when he's not normal at the end of this episode. So. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of telling that that's the considering how wildly out of order this show is shown. That's the first continuity issue we've actually run into, I think, at yeah. all. So, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> it kind of speaks to how self contained this show is totally. Yeah, but, um, but even though you know, obviously they kind of plotted it, so Max appeared first, this was originally like the pilot script that they wrote, and then I think they just kind of retrofitted it to be placed later in the season. So, it actually kind of works as a pilot. It works that it aired first because it's in a lot of ways, there are some piloty things in it because that's how it was written. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this was originally written by Brian Michael Bendis, the, the pilot script that I think I referenced way back in our first episode that we covered that was kind of shopped around. And then they, they kind of rewrote it once MTV picked it up and changed some stuff. So per the commentary, this is the first episode they wrote, the first one they storyboarded. In many ways, the laboratory test zone to figure out the series. Mm. And you do still kind of, I think, see some threads from when this was the original script being just a straight-up Ultimate Comics adaptation. Because there's a couple of bits where, like, Peter's struggling to get changed on the roof to make it to class. That sequence in this episode, I think, is pretty much pulled straight out of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics from early on. I think... There's, like, a bit, you know, when when Peter has to, like, fake getting punched in the face by a bully because he's, like, looking too good at Spider-Man. I think mm-hmm. that's in the in Ultimate Comics as well. Um, I mean, that's kind of a common Spider-Man thing. But, like, sure. it, it's, it was explicitly being adapted from the Ultimate Comics. So, like, there's some of those threads that are in there and probably just this being, like a high school bully kind of situation just in college with a frat, you know, kind of, it makes, you can see sort of like the threads of the ultimate Spider-Man stuff in it. I think yeah, probably it originally was. So in this, this is an electro episode, but the only kind of interesting tidbit about him specifically and coming up with him that I found is that they did, even though it was originally an ultimate Spider-Man adaptation and he is blue, in this episode, like he is an ultimate comics. That wasn't originally what he was when they were planning it out. They actually were going to go as sort of a classic yellow kind of hue to him, even with the redesign. And the only reason they pivoted to the ultimate Spider-Man version of blue was because with the yellow, they said he just kind of looked too much like a zombie. Well, I'm guessing that it was sort of like, he just looked like a floating corpse basically.
1: Yeah. Well, and I totally get that. I totally, I see exactly what they're talking about. Cause he kind of looks like that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think the yellow would certainly exacerbate that, but like, when did they make the transition in Ultimate from yellow to blue? Because when he's introduced in Ultimate, didn't we read that and he he's introduced as yellow?
0: Yeah. Um. Actually, you know what? I didn't think about checking the years on that. I'm thinking that, God, maybe he wasn't because it wasn't until like the sixth um trade I think that he shows back up as blue, so that would have been a few years in. Wow. So I wonder if this predates. Yeah.
1: Is this the first blue Electro?
0: Blue Electro. It might actually. Holy shit. Uh-huh. That's interesting. I didn't even think to look look that up. Huh. I, yeah, I hadn't thought right. about
1: it until right now when we like the yellow versus blue thing. It didn't yeah, even occur to me.
0: Because this would have been in production only a couple of years into Ultimate Spider-Man's run.
1: Yeah, so I think you're right.
0: I think this huh. actually predates Blue Electro from the comics.
1: Dang.
0: I'll do a deeper check on that and maybe if we're wrong, sure. I'll bring it up in the next episode or something like that. Um, but but we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's entirely possible that this blue electro predates uh any other blue electro interesting hmm. there was one thing from the commentary on this episode that i thought was kind of fun because it's something that's popped up and we've commented on before so those funny little transitions that we remark upon that are like a coffee cup transitioning to a bigger coffee cup or a <laughs> s- se- steam from a sewer transitioning uh. into
1: steam and coffee look they're they're having fun they're experimenting yeah. you know? well
0: that that is something that like I think that they that we've noticed in most every episode, and that was something that they tried to get in every episode. They call out in the commentary. They actually call it the Martini shot, because in this episode, since it was the first one, they storyboarded. That's when they there's a there's a just one weird transition in this in this episode where you sort of see like an olive just floating through the sky almost like a meteor and then it falls into a martini glass and that's how they open the shot and it's for no reason it's just like <laughs> a creative way to open yeah. a shot and they're sort of like we think that's really cool we want to do something like that in every episode just like a di- they call it a dynamic transition in every episode that they nicknamed the martini shot that would just be their way to kind of flex their animation muscles just to see what they could do they said they actually sometimes would do two or three an episode but no more than one per act i think it seems like it's really only been like one per episode that they really are doing but Mm -hmm. that's why we get these sort of weird transitions that that was something they were trying to do every episode based on coming up with it with this first episode that they produced
1: i wish they hadn't limited themselves because i feel like they almost stand out as weirder because they did limit themselves and i feel Mm -hmm. like this i think this jives with what i what i've been saying of like i wish they had that sort of done more eye-catch like things or done more like micro music video type things to really embrace their MTV vibe. And I think more of that stuff, more of these, these martini shots could have actually played into that. Yeah. The sort of like weird, almost surreal, uh, aspect of the show.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it kind of fits in with some of the cool montages and stuff Mm -hmm. that they do that I wish they did more, you know. Yeah, yeah, it would really give this show, I think, some flavor and kind of – we talked about it, I think, on the Black Cat episode or the Talon episode. Yeah. That, like, (laughs) those montages, you know, and those kind of eye-catchy things could sort of break up the pacing since the pacing of the show is often a little slow. Mm -hmm. Um, That would kind of help make it feel like it's moving along more just from having those in between the scenes. Yeah. But that's all I really got for production stuff. Um, my, my overall take that I'll be curious to see if I feel the same way at the end of this episode is that I, even though I don't super love this episode, but I do think that it's a, it would have, it's a better first episode than the one that they intended that we did. I think it, it functions yeah. better as a pilot. And I think it's better that this one aired first than heroes and villains. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I will be surprised if we both feel differently by the end of this. Cause right now I feel very similarly,
0: yeah. <laughs> Or at least like, I mean, Heroes and Villains sucks as an episode in general, but I think it's also not a good pilot in terms of introducing stuff. Yeah. I think that what's interesting is I think that this episode feels like what I would expect from an MTV Spider-Man show about the characters in college. It is very much yeah. an episode about college an episode that's like, a little hipper and darker than your typical Spider-Man fare, but like doesn't feel like it's trying too hard in the way that like heroes and villains maybe. And
1: did, it, you know, and it. We'll 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 get to why, but it eases you into I think some of the edge that the show is going to bring. Uh, instead of like throwing you into the deep end of the edge that this show is going to yeah. bring. <laughs> I
0: truly will never will never understand why they didn't want this to air first. I'm so glad I that don't it did, get it. but I don't get why they didn't feel like this was a good enough yeah. pilot. Unless they really um, like the only reason I could guess is because they wanted to see Max in earlier yeah.
1: for some reason. Well, and I will say I do know pretty confidently that this isn't the last time we'll talk about Max because Th- because these things aired in a bizarre way, yeah, I got a preview for what I thought was this episode, but clearly isn't this episode, right? So, <laughs> unless that's a unless that's a, a scene that just never got used, which <laughs> isn't the case, I'm very confident, right. Um, right? I could see why if they wanted to spread out some Max stuff, if yeah. Max was really something they wanted to showcase in this show, I could see them shuffling things around purely for that. Sure. Especially since like no other characters aside from India at this point have recurred outside the main, you know, the main players.
0: Yeah. 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 Which is, it's interesting that Electro is their recurring player. All right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So this episode it's available on digital purchase on Amazon prime and on DVD. And like we said, uh, this is Spider-Man, the new animated series, episode eight on the DVD or episode one in the airing order. And it's entitled the party. The synopsis per IMDb is, Peter's friend Max thinks he's finally getting accepted into a fraternity, but when it turns out to be a joke, Max is embarrassed and runs off getting electrocuted, (laughs) turning him into electro. Mm -hmm. Now he wants revenge. Yeah. The original air date was July 11th, 2003 story by Brian Michael Bendis with a teleplay by Morgan Gendel and Marsha F. Griffin.
1: Oh, Marsha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Bendis, uh, I mean, I feel like most people listening probably know who he is. He's one of the most prolific comic book authors of modern times. Uh, most notably, he launched the ultimate universe with ultimate Spider-Man and then went on to create Miles Morales or co-create Miles yes. Morales, I should say. He also created the Alias comic with Jessica Jones. Um, he created Powers. He wrote a number of major Marvel event series. He's he's like I said. He's his name is on many comics. He's yeah. one of the most prolific ones. I believe he's out the there.
1: co-creator of Naomi, who's about to get a TV show.
0: Oh, word! Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, lots of major stuff. Got his hands in a lot of modern Marvel things. Um, in TV, he doesn't really have as much. Um, this pilot was actually his first major TV writing credit that I could find. He's since written on a few episodes of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, and he also wrote, I think, all of the Spider Woman Agent of Sword shorts, um, which I'm unfamiliar with, oh. but want to check out and see what they're like. I'm not really, I don't really know anything about them.
1: Yeah, um, me neither. So Is that we something should. we're supposed? To, we should be covering at some point. I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other two we're familiar with, Morgan Gendel, one of the showrunners, talked about him on our episode 132. Marsha Griffin, she's come up a few times. She's that producer we talked extensively about for writing Keeping Secrets on our episode 136. That is um,
1: interesting to know because I really, really, I mean, her episode, her, the, the first episode we talked about that she wrote is my favorite episode so far of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this one isn't. But, that's but there's a lot of hands. Yeah. There's a
0: lot of hands in the pot for this one. Yeah. I think I think she's credited because she is a producer. So it, I think it was because this was the first one that they worked on. It was like the three main people working on reworking Brian Michael Bendis's pilot script yeah. for MTV. Like, so it's not going to be. The, it's not like this is Marshall Griffin's voice in it. You know, but like I don't think it's without
1: working. her voice either. Because this isn't. sure. This also isn't my least favorite episode. Sure.
0: Yeah. No. This isn't. I don't think this is a bad episode. I don't either. I have problems with it and I don't like a lot of things about it, but it's not bad at all. Like it's, it's, I, it's pretty middle of the road, I think, but Mm -hmm. we'll we'll get into that. Sure. Um, and also directed by Audu Patton, who's the showrunner. We talked about him also on one thirty two. So all familiar people, like Mm -hmm. I said, it's a pilot. So of course it's going to be your usual, your usual rogues gallery working on this.
1: Makes sense. And we've mentioned him already plenty, but Max Dillon slash electro is our featured character here. He's voiced by Ethan Embry, uh, who, folks might recently recognize as coyote from grace and frankie that's what i immediately recognized him from especially Mm -hmm. because he's older than the other stuff that people might recognize him from Mm -hmm. uh like empire records uh where if you don't recognize him specifically from watching the movie empire records you might recognize him from that gif that goes around every year about rex manning day on rex manning day (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, he was also in that thing you do he was rusty griswold in vegas vacation specifically just that one um and he was bobby ray in sweet home alabama he's done plenty of television as main or recurring characters uh like work with me freaky links dragnet brotherhood once upon a time etc and he did a little bit of voice work in addition to this um he did some stuff on hercules uh, like the Disney cartoon Hercules, Batman mm-hmm. Beyond, Rocket Power, and some others, but not a ton. It's mm-hmm. it's not like a thing he got super into, it seems like.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. I
1: think he's pretty good in this. I yeah, like, I think so, yeah. too. I mean, he's, I, I'm assuming that he's here because largely of M- like Empire Records and that thing you do and, and stuff yeah, like that.
0: I think so. I think so, too. And it, yeah. it
1: works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it does a good job. Yeah, yeah, I
0: agree, I agree.
1: Well, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So this episode opens with Spider-Man swinging through the city as a few stereotypical frat bros from the fraternity that is referred to just as Sigma from Empire State University drive around with a fourth blindfolded student in a rented limo uh, in some sort of weird hazing ritual. I will say off the top. Yeah. I know that people have plenty to say about how social fraternities operate in the real world, and a lot of it is worth saying. Yeah. I also feel like this show does a terrible job yeah. portraying this social fraternity in ways that are like really bizarre. Like <laughs> that I'm just like, yeah, yeah. what? What are you like? I don't like. It's just. It's very strange. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. I think it's. It's admirable to want to tackle hazing, but this is literally just them yeah. like renting a limo to drive around a blindfolded student that they don't even like. It's yeah. really weird.
0: <laughs> oh, trust. When I had that, when I put the bit in the notes last week of, like, we're going to learn about the dangers of hazing, yeah. that was absolutely a troll. <laughs> it was
1: really, it's so—it's very strange. This show does very strange things with the fraternity, and not not unexpected things. Like, it's not they're like just- they're doing anything different than other people who just, like, are just throwing random social fraternity type stuff in, the but cartoonish
0: villains—they're cartoonishly it's, villainous.
1: yes yeah, yeah. So that's how this episode opens—is like these yeah. three frat bros driving around and terrorizing the student they don't even like. Um in a limo that they rented. They spent money on a limo what to the do this. Fuck you guys. Like, I don't know. I don't, stupid. Yeah. I don't know. When one of these frat bros, the leader of the frat bros, whose name Doug, of course, go figure. Yeah. There are no good representations of Doug outside of the the cartoon, and that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> when these guys stop for a hot dog on the street. Uh they leave the blindfolded student in the limo and are like, "Eh, he won't do anything." But he does. And he crawls into the front seat still blindfolded and tries to drive away, which not not understandable. You know like he's trying yeah. to escape, he's terrified. Yeah. Um but he's still blindfolded. So he's just dr- recklessly driving throughout New York City in a limo. Yeah. Ultimately knocks himself out uh, on the on the um steering wheel when he like hits something or goes over a curb and it's just a bad situation all around. Yeah,
0: so fun fact: this character of Doug. Um, I don't know if you remember
1: it's from our... Harry.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's but it. He still yeah. doesn't have red
1: hair. No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, this
0: the, Doug is the <laughs> and original. He doesn't
1: look that different than the Harry we got. He's no, just got like thinner
0: lips. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. For for those listening, if you don't remember Doug, d- this character Doug was Harry's original character model, and then they didn't really like it and liked the random character. I guess maybe Harry's character model was supposed to be Doug, and then they just liked that model better so we switch them i think is what they're going for but this character model of doug still looks nothing like harry it's just funny because if you
1: had never told me that i never would have guessed that this character model was supposed to be Harry. they have almost the same haircut even
0: you know it's not both have that like middle
1: part like early 2000s nick um whatever the fuck his name is from backstreet boys yeah uh haircut like really they, they yeah. It's so weird. The facial
0: structure I mean, and it's like I guess the lips are like the only difference. Like Harry's kinda got big lips and Doug I think, doesn't. Like, yeah, Harry has
1: like a bit more exaggerated features. Like it Yeah. His face Doug is longer. Just, yeah, Doug just looks like a more generic version of Harry. Like they took a character that they designed to be a main character and just made him less Yeah. interesting looking. <laughs> like, well, and you know, know what's
0: what's fun about that too is that one one of the few amazing spider facts on the DVD, the like little pop-up facts, one of the few ones that I actually do really enjoy, it's almost a running gag because it does pop up anytime they use this Doug model. As a stand in character model throughout the show. And they apparently do it a lot. Like, this is like their standard male body oh. so if they ever and, and a lot of times his face is just covered so he's not as noticeable as like oh. the goatee guy in the black shirt or whatever so, Cool, like, by the way t- was
1: in last week's episode we didn't even really like feature oh yeah. that
0: I totally but the, forgot, the, the yeah. turtleneck
1: guy or you're talking about the goatee guy but the soul patch guy was in last week's episode
0: yeah but like anytime there's like a bus driver or i think maybe one of the pterodax guys or someone with a helmet on or like a cop or somebody behind a shadow it's it's always this doug riceman character model so he's a, their generic guy model that they use for every character basically That's so funny, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Add another, add another Doug to my collection of of shitty Dugs in media. Yeah, this Doug is like fully irredeemable too. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> sucks, 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 sucks. No, I'm used to it.
0: No character depth here.
1: <laughs> I get either doofus or or just bad guy. I, I'd rather have the doofuses. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so this limo is driving wildly through the city because, you know, um, t- t- the dude's blindfolded. He eventually gets, like, knocked out. like He hits his head on the steering wheel f- from bumping something. So now it's a knocked out student <laughs> with his foot on the gas on this limo that's just driving wildly through New York. Uh, so, of course, Spider-Man, Spider-Sense alerts him to the situation. So he swoops in, reaches a limo, recognizes the student as Max Dillon, Tries to steer the limo off the road, uh, but unfortunately steers it into wet concrete at a construction site. Which is better choice? Yeah. Oh, that's another one. Uh, another amazing spider fact. They're okay. actually pretty on point in this episode. Originally, it was actually going to drive into the Hudson, into the famous <gasps> Hudson River, where everything goes to disappear. But the animators kind of r- realized that it, that it is hard to animate concrete, and this is still early in the show that they're making this, so they they ch- figured they figured concrete was easier to animate than water because it's already like thicker and yeah. stuff. So it looks better in CGI and water doesn't, which is funny because I will say later in the show, there is a car that drives into water in another episode. So they figure it out eventually oh. <laughs> um, or at least get more ballsy about it. But in this one, they're sort of like, let's not do the water thing. Let's do concrete. Cause it's going to look a little better than water. So yep. that's why he drives into concrete.
1: Yeah. I, I uh, sometimes they do things on this show that are like, really obvious ways around their limitations. And I respect everything they do just cause I know what their lim- limitations are. Like yeah. if, if they got to, if they got to do a shortcut, it's totally fine. doesn't mean I'm not going to laugh at it. Like the lizard splat and the car, but I respect that they, they are having those conversations that they're, they're like working within the limitations. And then also like talking very openly about like, we had to do it this way instead of this way. I like, I I don't know. I like those conversations. I think they're, they're mm-hmm. fascinating
0: yeah yeah for sure
1: for and sure. helpful for people if if they end up coming across that information
0: yeah definitely definitely but yeah they're not in a great place because they're sinking into wet concrete mm-hmm. spider-man does save max from from the concrete um as he wakes up and is like horrified by the situation and, uh, and kind of honestly having a little bit of a meltdown, which is uh, fair. You just yeah. have a very this traumatic experience. Um, and the frat bros are looking on this as well. They're probably just upset that they lost their rental limo. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> yeah.
1: They don't give a shit about Max Dillon. Can you imagine, like, so Max Dillon ends up crashing into this wet concrete and is not, He he's still blindfolded yeah. and like tied up. While he has concrete all over him and doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Like ugh. he just doesn't have... He has no idea what's going... He's like fallen with this limo. He's like woken up like in a completely different orientation. He's like got wet concrete all over him. Like this poor dude. He's yeah. just like... This ugh. poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> uh. Well, later Peter arrives late to class, understandably. But he arrives just as the professor is sort of like finishing up a lecture on elk. Oh God, I alkoxymercuration which of course is the addition of mercury to an alkoxy which has nothing to do with anything in this episode i was just going to ask what it was what? going to which okay. is why i wrote it down <laughs> all right sure
0: this vague science class
1: <laughs> thank you professor cree science. summers <laughs> <laughs>
0: So they 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 saddled Cree Summer with like lines about this shit, uh-huh. and it doesn't even mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like here was, here was what you you uh-huh. got to say Cree Summer, professional voice actor. It yeah. doesn't doesn't actually work to yeah. the plot at all. We're just giving hey, the science words you, to say. You
1: think we could get Cree to say mercuration <laughs> multiple times?
0: Oh God, I hope you got a good paycheck for that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sure she did. Yeah. Well, I hope she did. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really thought that was going to be relevant, and it's not at all anyway he uh he arrives in time luckily to answer a question uh as everyone else is sleeping uh but uh, he ends up being chastised for being late anyway of course of course
0: later peter talks with harry about a conversation he had at the bugle about being bought on for an actual job instead of working just freelance um and mj joins them to ask if harry's going to be a sigma or sorry if he's going to a sigma fraternity that night isn't he part of didn't they say he's part of the fraternity later on am i making that up yeah later on we
1: learn that he is okay. part of part of that's, sigma
0: that's why i had that in my head yeah well so he's part of sigma so he's going to go to a sigma fraternity party that yeah. night
1: yeah uh, he's a freshman right so i'm pretty sure he's like required to be there <laughs>
0: Probably yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> um, but but this
1: show does not does not exhibit a ton of knowledge about the inner workings or even the public workings of a social fraternity.
0: <laughs> they don't even like say the phrase like Rush Week in this at all or anything. It's just like this guy wants to be in a fraternity. Now we're gonna tr- try to murder him. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, it's funny
1: they okay. talk about pledging and they talk about that sort of stuff, but he's literally the only person in this entire episode. It's so weird. Who. It, yeah it's it's bizarre <laughs> it's, just, it's they just they they gave no fucks about how fraternities do and i get it but also i would criticize anything else they they cared that little about <laughs> and then wrote yeah. about
0: <laughs> well i mean like i can i can sort of see the idea of like phoning in on max in this like it lets the story be a lot more concise and focused and stuff i get oh yeah, that, yeah 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 it's weird that it's like they sacrifice but this episode's also paced kind of weird though because there's a lot of prelude to the titular party when I actually think more of the episode could have been taking place at the party and you could have seen Max's oh, interaction yeah. I like I don't I didn't need it to be like a whole bottle episode or whatever but like there's a lot of preliminary stuff that like you could have just had Max get progressively more and more embarrassed by the frat bros at the actual party and spend the entire time at the party and get to know <laughs> the mechanics of the of fraternity at the party but instead of yeah sort of like the last 10 minutes are spent all at the party and it's kind of paced kind of weird,
1: which honestly. is weird. Cause they introduced the party in like three minutes, right?
0: <laughs> like, there's, there's just a, a few lot minutes of stuff. In, you know,
1: a party's going to happen. And then the party yeah. doesn't happen for like another 15.
0: Like, yeah. And it doesn't feel like you're at the party for that long when there's a lot of this, these early scenes are sort of like, I don't need them or you could have shifted it to being at the party that you yeah. were talking about like yeah. it's
1: weird that they didn't do that I don't it's know. clearly what we want to talk about anyway yeah
0: <laughs> right and then that but 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 uh, but I would bring that up because like then that sort of lets you avoid all the weirdness of the workings of the fraternity because it's, if it's yeah. just one night as part of rush week or whatever like then you can kind of excuse what they're not addressing because you're just dealing with one very specific event and how they're dealing with Max at that one specific event yeah. you know
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, but they don't do any of that and instead none of it makes sense Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so uh, feeling kind of ignored between peter and m or between harry and mj talking about this party that peter obviously is like not really aware of he's like so what what party are you guys talking about? Um, what party is this? When when is that happening? And MJ is like, dude, we're not gonna, we didn't tell you about it because anytime we bring up a party, like you, you can't do it. You always have other plans, or, <laughs> so you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I don't. I want to go. And Harry's like, well, do you want to go to the party? <laughs> and Peter's like well, I do have to study. It's like, see, <laughs> see, Peter.
1: <laughs> so st- like, what did you expect, Peter? I, I do I do actually think this is like sort of organized well in the fact sure, that yeah. like he's talking with Harry first and then when MJ shows up, MJ and Harry sort of like walk ahead. And the only reason Peter even, like, he, again, he doesn't care about the party. They just reinforce that. But just the fact that he's like, well, they're talking about it without me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's, it's realistic too because it yeah. is just like, yeah. it's that FOMO thing. It's sort of like, it's not that you really want to go. It's that you, you want, just to want to know be that invited. you, you just want to know that you would have been invited. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I get that. You know, that, that's totally real. <laughs> um, and, but Peter is still like, you know what? Fine. I will, I, I will go late so I can still study and then go to the party later. So I am going to show and harry and mj are just like sure jan okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's very that it's exactly (laughs) that (laughs) well shortly after while peter is watching a news story about spider-man saving max from earlier that day max shows up and the two of them talk about the incident Uh, peter asks about who kidnapped max because he still doesn't really know and max is like i don't I don't know who kidnapped me. They just grabbed me from that alley over there on campus. So it's probably somebody who's still walking around here, uh, which isn't really super helpful because they've mentioned that this is like a state university with like twenty thousand people or so. But it, it's at least it's at least um, a lead, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So Makes then, sense. what's really funny, uh, not funny, haha, but funny irony, I guess, mm-hmm. is Max sees um, Doug. And is like, even though college sucks and is is mostly just like high school, uh, at least there are some cool people here like Doug.
0: (laughs) What about Doug is cool? Do you think do you think Max just has a crush on him or something like what what does he see in this guy?
1: I think I think it's less that he sees something cool in Doug and sees something cool in the idea of being a part of whatever Doug is a part of Uh, like, I think he's just, I, I kind of get it right. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily an outcast in high school, so I'm not going to claim that necessarily as like my experience, but like, I understand the idea of wanting to like go to college and see it as a, as a chance to reinvent by being a part of something, you know? And I could see Max being like, well, you know how this is going to be different for me. I'm going to join a fraternity and I'm going to have brothers and I'm going to be like a part of something. And so I don't know that he necessarily cares about Doug so much yeah. as he just cares about like Doug made it. Doug's part of the fraternity. And if I could just be a part of that. So I think Doug for him is more of a symbol. Okay. That makes sense. I,
0: I agree. No, that, that totally. Yeah. Yeah. You've no, that you've fully convinced me that that makes sense actually. And yeah, I think that's
1: probably sense. why he can't see how much Doug sucks. Honestly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, he does seem to be in kind of a little bit of denial or oblivious on one or the other or both. Cause like it's the signals that Doug is sending him are so
1: blatantly
0: obvious. And it's like even socially inept Peter who (laughs) like,
1: yeah misses
0: social signals all the time is sort of like oh i know what's going on here this is bad
1: well that's because peter doesn't have a crush on doug
0: (laughs) right there you go
1: (laughs) if he did he wouldn't understand any of this yeah he's
0: not he's not blinded by love in the way that he is with all the women in his life exactly
1: Well, so this is where we do get a little bit of that like pledge rushy type talk because Max does tell Doug I'm pledging Sigma. Isn't that cool, Doug? Um, And Doug's like, that is super cool. You should do that. Um, And then like asks what Max's name is. Ugh. And I don't know if this is...
0: I think he's just being an asshole.
1: I think he's just being an asshole. Like, he does know who Max is, and he probably knows Max's name, right?
0: Yeah. He abducted him, and also, I mean, I think I think that there's, there, there's two motives to this. I think, one, he's just being an asshole, just to be an asshole. Uh, but also, it separates him even more from, like, being a suspect in abducting yeah. Max earlier. Well, and it's like, well, I don't even know who this guy is. And so. the
1: most nefarious piece of it, at least by the time we understand everything that's going on, is that Doug is clearly savvy and like socially savvy enough to understand that Max is sort of like desperate for his approval. And so the fact that he's giving Max this attention here and showing interest in who he is and cool. like encouraging him to apply, like to pledge for this fraternity, mm-hmm. knowing full well that he's not going to accept him. Cause it's exactly what they talked about in the limo was like, we got to show these freshmen that they're not good enough. Like it's very, very weird. I guess the only reason I asked was just like, did they even know who they abducted but they they did because they knew that they had a pledge
0: yeah no they definitely they definitely did and they would have seen him on the news and stuff like that too yeah so. oh
1: that's true that's a good point yeah
0: no they know he's doug just it's cruel yeah <laughs> he's doug cruel sucks person. it's so um, funny
1: like i finally get the chance to talk about a character named doug which is so rare and he just he fucking sucks <laughs> yeah
0: he's not even he's not even suck in a fun way he's just no, like, annoyingly no. evil <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, Peter recognizes that he's annoyingly evil for no reason and tries to, like, pull Max away from the situation. Because I think, because Peter doesn't know, right, that, that the frat guys were the ones who kidnapped No, he doesn't. Max. He does not So he know. just purely recognizes that Doug sucks. Yeah. So he's like, all right, Max, let's get out of here. And Max sort of has a reaction to this. is like, excuse me, I'm talking to people here. <laughs> And Doug sort of plays into this and is like, oh, okay, is there a problem here, Max? Is this guy bothering you? And so he and his (laughs) frat bros get into Peter's face uh, and square up to punch him. But like you mentioned, you know, from that reference to the Ultimate comic, uh, uses his reflexes to jump out of the way. It's very funny. The the frat guys like punch each other in perfect coordination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very like, uh, it's a little bit Looney Tunes, but yeah. I like it. It's not like yeah. exaggerated. It's just perfectly coordinated. Right. Um, But Peter recognizes that he shouldn't have been able to jump like 15 feet in the air to avoid this. So he <laughs> intentionally lets himself get punched by Doug on a second swing.
0: Apparently enough to knock him out, it seems like, because there's a commercial break after he gets punched um, and then, or or is it, does it just feel like it was longer because there's a commercial break in between the two?
1: I think, I didn't interpret it as him getting knocked out, but the commercial break does kind of imply that. I didn't even think about that. Because it, it like it blacks literally out. blacks out as yeah. he gets punched, yeah. and
0: then the next we see is it coming back in I black, just, and Peter is like opening his eyes from being on the ground, so... I,
1: I do think it's like hard to believe that Doug could just knock out Spider-Man. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I think he, I mean, I think he just faked like being yeah. knocked out for a couple yeah. seconds until they left, and then because because Max is still around, so like yeah. it's not like it was long enough for everybody to just leave or whatever.
1: Yeah, is Spider-Man is Spider-Man like durable to the point where doing is this is there a precedent here where like a regular not powered person would be hurt by punching him? Oh,
0: no, I don't think he's that durable. I think he has that. Enough. So he can take the punch yeah. without I think he, having he, to like. He wouldn't get like a brain injury or concussion from it in the punch, but he's not like invulnerable. I think it would still be like, I think it's probably more that like his brain can take the, the, the pain without being like really injured. Like yeah, yeah, he still yeah. gets injured all the time. Right. It's just that like he probably recovers from it faster or whatever. And it's yeah. not, you know, not he's durable, but
1: he's not. He's not Colossus. No one's breaking their hand on him.
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: He feels it. We know that much, <laughs> right? But he can take the punch. I guess is all I was, all I was wondering.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so that evening at their apartment, Peter asks Harry how he's part of the same fraternity as that loser Doug Reisman. It really, just boils down to Harry being a legacy, uh, which they of- don't
1: even say. Again, them <laughs> really having no idea what the like language around oh, the sure. social fraternity is. Like Harry's already part of the fraternity or at least assumed to be, because it, his whole family has been. Yeah, like He's he's also a freshman. There's no reason he should be part of the fraternity yet. <laughs>
0: yeah, he just he should have just set up a legacy, but yeah. apparently the people here have never gone to college or been in Greek life, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so and that's still, you know, because this is kind of their pilot, even though they didn't intend for it to be, we still get some exposition about Spider-Man having killed Norman uh, from Harry.
1: This wasn't smooth, right? Him.
0: No. Is it ever? When in the show has Harry bringing up that Spider-Man killed his dad ever been smooth? I mean... Except maybe the one episode where it was specifically the anniversary of his dad's death.
1: (laughs) Well, there's that. Or there's at least him, like, seeing Spider-Man on TV and getting mad. This is literally like, how are you in this fraternity? Oh, well, everybody in my family uh, has been a part of it. And it's, you know, it's our way of, like you know, ingratiating ourselves to like social classes and stuff and like, oh by the way, Spider-Man killed my dad? <laughs> it's it's like, like what?
0: Yeah, Harry, I know, you bring that up every week <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs>
1: It's kind of your thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's your fun fact. Hi, my name is Harry Osborne. I, you know, am the heir of Oscorp and also Spider-Man killed my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what he's doing on orientation day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yep. 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 Um, but Harry asked Peter, you know, again, you still, you, you planning to attend the Sigma party, bud. And, uh, Peter's like, oh, I've fallen so far behind in class. And then Harry's like, well, that's fine. I bet MJ $25 that you would show. So no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that this you wouldn't show. wild.
1: Why would he tell Peter that he bet against him? This is only going to motivate Peter to show up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, mean, unless that, he really just Harry, wants Peter to show up, which is probably Harry true. bet that Peter wouldn't show, right? And right. MJ
0: bet that he right. would. Yeah, because based on who wins at the end. That's right. I was misremembering right.
1: that. But yeah. but I only point that out, the the distinction, because theoretically, if what Harry cares about is winning the bet, he wouldn't have brought up the bet at all. Right. Because he already knows right. that Peter is inclined not to go. <laughs>
0: yeah so yeah that was a dumb move for him too
1: (laughs) but i guess he's that
0: confident he's that confident that peter won't show that he can tell him that he bet that money and peter still won't show yeah
1: that's how sure he is (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah well at the party we finally get to the party at the party max struggles to socialize while harry and mj Sort of watch him. Uh, Harry asks who he is, and MJ's like, "Um, he went to high school with us. That's Max Dillon." And Ugh. Harry was like, "Oh, I didn't even realize. He must not have made much of an impression." Oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. But it 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 fits Harry and the situation, so. Um, but it provides some context. So just as Max sees this girl, uh, that he's clearly interested in and who might be interested in him as well yeah, and yeah. tries to talk to her, he gets pulled aside by a robed figure, uh, who ultimately leads him to a room full of robed figures with candles. Uh, and this group of robed figures clearly includes Doug, who is the only face that we actually see, uh, in the robes. Yeah. Doug explains that this is like the council basically who decides who gets to be in the fraternity and who doesn't. Um, and this is like the ritual where they will decide whether or not Max has is made it into the fraternity as clearly all fraternities do. This is how it works. Everybody. Um, they, (laughs) they all decide in unison to reject his pledge, uh, and then put him through the rejection ritual, uh, because when you're rejected, obviously, you must be subjected to the rituals for the fraternity that you have been rejected from. Uh, and this ritual is really just them shooting him with paintball uh, paintball guns, which um, would hurt a lot.
0: Are, are rejection rituals a thing that you've ever heard of? I I've don't think so.
1: I mean, okay, here's the thing. I, I I was not part of a social fraternity, so I will clarify. I'm not just like being defensive about social fraternities because I was in one. I wasn't in one. Yeah. Um, but you
0: have a lot of experience with yeah. The college. Yeah, life. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And again, there's plenty, there's plenty of conversation we still need to have, but no, why would, why would a rejection ritual be a thing? They've told you you're not part of it. You literally right. can just leave like, that's okay, well fuck you. I'm not part of your fraternity then.
0: <laughs> that's what's really bizarre to me is that like hazing, as a concept was in the cultural conversation at the time as a controversy and stuff it was for a very long time um probably still is now to some it still extent is, yeah. too yeah so it's not like that wasn't anything people knew about why couldn't this episode just be like all the embarrassing hazing rituals he's willingly trying to go through right. and going through all these embarrassing humiliations only to get rejected at the end. And then that yeah. sets them over the edge. It's like, well, I did all this and it still wasn't enough for you. And then that makes them angry. Like, that's what's I so don't weird. En-
1: yeah. I think it's, I think it's honestly, just, I mean, I think that would make, that would make way more sense with how things would actually operate. I think it would make for a better build for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I also think it's just a matter of like, they just wanted to hit, like you said, those, 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 really quick, recognizable, stereotypical points of, like... I mean, honestly, like, Monsters University did the same thing with, like, the robed figures in the basement. And, like, they just wanted to hit those... Yeah, they just wanted to hit those same things. Um,
0: I don't mind that shorthand. I just think it's, like, actually deployed in a... In a, in a way that like negatively affects the story that yeah. they're telling. Because I think this episode is paced kind of badly, honestly. I think that like all the lead up to the party, or the actual party is kind of slow. And then the the actual origin of Electro happens in such
1: rapid succession. Oh my gosh, you could miss it.
0: Yeah, it happens so quickly when that should have been the whole episode leading up to this point. And then I feel like the fight scene kind of is like kind of slow. Yeah. In it's padded out. So it's like, All the most interesting part of this episode should have been the actual party and what Max is going through with this fraternity at the party. And that's the stuff that they totally whiff because they just breeze by it for some reason. And that, that would have been the most interesting part of it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, what's also weird about how they handle this. And and we pointed it out a little bit. The fact that Max is the only one pledging or the only one seen (laughs) (laughs) pledging is kind of weird because it makes it seem like this entire fraternity cared so much (laughs) About bullying Max yeah. that they like had a party specifically in order to have his rejection ritual, which was literally just an excuse to like bully him more and shoot him with paintball guns. It like, really just paints them as it's just really like weird fucking just
0: like psychotic individuals yeah. like it honestly doesn't... maybe doug's yeah. the
1: one with a crush on max
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's really and he's just weird. like i'm
1: so obsessed with you and i don't know i just what <laughs> i hate that right. i'm obsessed with you <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's really, really obsessive and weird
0: <laughs> yeah and,
1: and it's not like they draw a connection between the two of them it's not like we know that doug went to midtown high or anything with them or or right. that max idolized him from before or like it. they don't They don't really give us any reason to understand from Doug's perspective why Max matters to them enough to do this. You know what I think it
0: is? I think I figured it out, actually. I think in the original pilot script that Brian Michael Bendis wrote because it was an ultimate Spider-Man adaptation. Yeah. It was all in high school. So they just did a very typical high school bully story where it was just a bully and his friends targeting Max like bullies do. And then they embarrass him at a party that they get him invited to. When they up this to college, they're oh, like, well, we can't yeah. just do a high school bully thing. So why don't we say they're a fraternity, but didn't change enough around it to make it make sense as a fraternity.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. That would, that does make a lot more sense. If you think about it as more of a like carry situation, Than, like, an old-school situation. It makes way more sense.
0: The stuff with the paintball gun is definitely, like... They're definitely riffing on Carrie, like, in the way that he blows up after getting covered with, like, colorful liquid. You know what I mean? And the way that, like,
1: (laughs) Doug encourages him and, like, pretends to like him and all this sort of stuff. And then the way he literally... Yeah, he gets powers and explodes and blows everything up. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, like I don't have a problem with doing with 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 making Electro's backstory a, like a, a riff on Carrie. Like, oh no, that's, that's actually rad to do. I think it's rad. It's just like if you're trying to turn that Carrie story yeah. into a frat hazing story, like they with it on that regard because yeah. those two things don't don't work together in the way they write it.
1: I think yeah, I think you're so right. I think that makes this make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a yeah. yeah, it was a reworking problem. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay, well, all right.
0: Solved it. <laughs> Figured it out. Good yeah, job. Just makes this episode better, but at least no. I get it more.
1: <laughs> Hello, amazing friends. We just wanted to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular enough patrons, Bo, Eric, Carl, Katie, Mike, and lillian if you
0: would like to support our show too our way of saying thanks is by giving you lots of cool spidey goodies you'll have early access to all our episodes including our amas where we answer your burning questions about anything and everything and we mean everything
1: if you join us at our five dollar spectacular level you get to hear us let loose and talk about wackier stuff in our after dark commentaries or our movie commentaries where we watch every single spidey related theatrical film from the raimi films to amazing spider-man to spider-verse venom avengers endgame and more and at our amazing tier we'll invite you to be a guest on our show that's right you you all make our show better whether it's by sending us word snappers words making us fan art joining our discord community or just listening to us every week this is our way of saying thank you for supporting this show and inspiring us to dip into media even we didn't realize was on our radar
0: Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate you. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you.
1: So, okay, he's gone through this rejection quote ritual, which is just them shooting him with paintballs, which is, again, just an excuse for them to shoot him with paintballs. And he's he runs out. He runs out of the party, obviously. Um, as he's doing this, as he's running away from the party, a thunderstorm begins to brew. Um, and he shouts... On his way out, that he wishes everyone at the party would rot and die. Oof! Yeah. <laughs> this poor guy feels yeah. so bad for him. One thing I want to point out: thunderstorm looks super cool. The lighting, super dope. the yeah. The rain, awesome. I was really surprised at how cool this stuff looks. I thought it looked cool. What do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I
0: know, yeah. Actually, I think um yeah, I think the thunderstorm looks cool. I think I think the lighting in the party is really fun, all like the kind of neon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, that that is a thing that I think we praised on the show before, right? Like it does yeah. it does it does some really cool stuff with shadows and lighting in it because the the characters are already like just like kind of they're just like cell, sa- cell shaded, but like two tone yeah. type characters. It's really easy to just kind of flip that and just make the two tones neon, like a neon color and black, mm-hmm. and it's going to look fucking cool as hell. And I think this episode, which another reason why I wish more of the episode was just in the party while the party was going on, because you could have gotten a big chunk of the episode where everyone's just in neon colors the whole time yeah. with cool house music playing and everybody's just hanging out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the thing I like about the lighting is that it's not always the same thing. right? Yeah, like, yes. Yes. Like it's what we're praising about the lighting on this one is different than what we're praising about the lighting on, you know, the Chicago one. Um, yeah, and and what we're praising about the lighting in the party is different than how like what we're praising about the lighting in the thunderstorm and the way that they light the rain in particular. Like it's just yeah. there's so many different things they do to play with lighting in the show that I never would have expected a show in 2003 to be doing. That is something that
0: I really do feel like it was like Mainframe was really playing with what they could do, like and really stretching their muscles in a way that like for other things. They don't seem to be trying as hard, but like for the lighting stuff, they really are trying to do some cool kind of pushing boundaries type of stuff with it.
1: Yeah, and that stuff would have been hard because it's all manual lighting. Like they don't have the tools we have now. Yeah, in right. a virtual space, you can just you can just put a light in there and exactly. then acts like physics do. You know, yeah.
0: like <laughs> if nothing else, this episode looks really fucking rad. Like for yeah. most of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it looks cool a lot of time.
0: Yeah cool so max runs out into this thunderstorm and into an into an alley um another little bit, bit tidbit from the dvd it just said apparently they originally were gonna have him get hit by a car and then they cut Why? that out i don't know because like how does <laughs> Why that result to do that how does just to humiliate him further because how does that result in him getting electrical yeah, powers they didn't, they didn't
1: say like what that would lead to they just dropped <laughs> no, that in there like with right. no context oh that yeah we were gonna have him hit by a car but we decided was... not to
0: an amazing spider fact: It just said Max was very hit even, by a
1: car. It wasn't even something they like talked about. It just no. popped up on screen.
0: <laughs> right? It wasn't in the commentary. It just popped up on screen, and I'm like, right. I want to know what context for this. You can't How? just do that, right? You can just do that. He gets hit by a car and flies to the top of a building where he's struck by lightning or something. Like I don't. What does that mean? But uh, but no, he doesn't get wow. hit by a car. <laughs>
1: That's such a weird thing to put in there without they any explanation.
0: Really hated Max, I guess. I just wanted to abuse the fuck out of this poor guy and his yeah, little mullet. oh my god. <laughs>
1: this poor guy.
0: Oh my goodness. Ay, ay, um, but, uh, but he's angry. He's crying. He uh, he climbs to the top of the roof where this maximum shock billboard is, which we've seen a few <laughs> times throughout the we show. We
1: have. We've seen it before this for sure. Somebody ran into it. He uh, Spider-Man threw... He he threw one of the Tera... tera, Yeah, the TeraDax. Yeah, TeraDax guys guys into it. Yeah, so we've seen this before, and he's just there. He's
0: angry, crying. He throws a rock at the billboard, just out of anger. Like, I get it. But (laughs) as he throws a rock at it, it's at the same time that, like, lightning strikes it, I guess. And, like, it connects to Max, and I guess the probably the breaking it from the rock i don't know it's a combination of lightning things
1: it's (laughs) it's the combination of things that has to happen to make electro in pretty much every iteration yeah you you need some sort of like absolutely over the top electricity i I think what's supposed to be happening is there's this this big light up sign he breaks it and that opens up whatever's containing you know the electricity in it and then you know It does get struck by lightning. It shoots lightning at him, whatever.
0: (laughs) It's it's, it's a freak accident of like super lightning, basically, is what they're trying to get at. It doesn't have to make sense. It's a comic book show. He gets struck by lightning and turns into Electro, very quickly, like, like in immediately. There's no transformation sequence. There's one cool shot of him floating in the air as he's struck by lightning, and you see a skeleton and stuff. That and then it seems like you're going to see some kind of transformation where he like slowly turns blue and his clothes shed off or whatever. No, it just cuts, and he's blue and naked and floating now.
1: Yeah. Are, yeah
0: uh, okay blue and he's like naked because you can see nipples but then his feet just look like shoes they're not toes i don't get that that kind of weirds me out a little bit yeah, like, i don't know it's a weird design <laughs> i don't
1: know it's, it's not my favorite no, it's probably it's my not, least favorite electro design i've seen I'm not actually a, i'm
0: not a fan it's not like horrendous but it's just kind of weird it's just feels
1: it's a little like heat miser but if it hmm. were blue
0: <laughs> yeah kind of because he has like the spiky hair and like yeah. i think like they tried to do with a thing where like the paint splotches from the paintball gave him a kind of design on his face oh. that's kind of maybe harkening a, a starry type design but it's not starry But it also enough. kind of looks
1: like he has like a burn going across his face right, or something right right yeah so it's a lot it's i think it's the, He's over-designed, I He think. is over-designed. It's actually, so I think Spider-Man is, like, just on the verge, but not quite over-designed. Like, I think they could have simplified a little bit of his, like, webbing and stuff like that. Because it's more detailed than a lot of other things are. Yeah. But this, I think, is, like, over the line, right? It's I think the much, only yeah. time it's really paid off for them to do that is with Lizard. Um, and none of the other things that they've, like, overly detailed, I think, work as well. Because uh, they just don't feel incorporated into the environment, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he should just be blue, <laughs> like and glowing, yeah, and just floating. give him a blue body. It would be easier for you to animate that than we did.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the textures are probably just wrapped on this, so I guess so. Yeah, I don't it's know. Still... Once they make it, they make it, but it, it it would be better for any sort of movement they wanted to give him because they'd have less weird like texture clipping and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird how fast it is, and now he's just floating, and he's like. Cool, I got power. I can kill people now. Like on a dime. It's just he doesn't yeah. exp- he doesn't experiment with his powers. He doesn't play with it. I realize that we're working with 22 minutes here, but like, they really just spend too much time on the wrong things in this episode. I feel yeah. like
1: no, I agree. I agree. There, there's no reason they couldn't have had that stuff in there if they had just like gotten here quicker.
0: Yeah, because he's like perfect at using his powers instantly he knows exactly Mm -hmm. what to do he floats seamlessly i like that he floats i actually think it's very creepy the way that he floats yeah i agree and i i like the detail that like when he's literally grounded like he loses his powers and he has to float again yeah he like
1: cannot touch the ground it is a weakness of his
0: i think that that's actually very clever and very cool and like a cool way to like limit him while still letting him be very powerful Mm -hmm. um i just wish i had seen more build up two hands <laughs> i agree
1: especially since you're gonna use him again <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> this could have just purely been the like messy accident you know killed a bunch of people and became hated for it type of story yeah. but could have okay. done it
0: could have done it weird could have done very it weird very weird
1: so we cut to peter's apartment and he is debating on the ceiling <laughs> about you know, whether or not he should go to this party. And he's talking about how he deserves a night off. The X-Men probably get a night off and he shouldn't have to study so much. And what would it, what, what would be the problem if he just gave up being Spider-Man for just one night? And then of course, as he's doing this, he hears screams from the party. and He's like, all right, well, I guess that's the answer. huh?"
0: I appreciate that this is a very Spider-Man thing, but I actually think this episode would have benefited if
1: he were just Cheetah already was at the party. At the party if he were just already at the party, it would have Why been couldn't very... he have just been at the party. Right. Because nothing benefits from him not being at the party. It just makes it a waste anyway. of time. It just
0: makes it a wa- <laughs> makes this scene a waste of time they could have used for something else. And like, I think it would have been really fun again if they'd spent more time at the party in general. Because then you also see how Peter operates in a party situation. Yeah. And like, if this is sort of the pilot they're writing, that's an easy avenue to explore some of the dynamics between Peter and Mary Jane and Harry and the way that they all interact with other people and other students at ESU their age and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and 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 addressing like Peter never comes to parties. This is the first party. He's gone to and forever. Maybe he does some awkward stuff because he's Peter and doesn't know what to do. Like all that could be fun. Mm -hmm. Have him interact with Max a little bit, build their friendship that they seem to, or maybe not friendship, or maybe growing animosity, you know,
1: now that Max is trying to impress Doug specifically,
0: right? Build the, they know each other previously, build that, build that foundation a little more. So it's even more tragic when he becomes Electro, have him witness what happens to Max. So he like feels bad about it and feels conflicted about fighting Max. All that stuff is super easy to do. And I don't know why they didn't do it.
1: It is super easy to do. And they did a lot of it in The Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man 2. I guess
0: they did, didn't they?
1: (laughs) Because it's right there. (laughs) It's so weird. It's
0: so weird. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Um, At the party, Electro's there and he finds Doug. He Begins to electrocute him. Um, one other goer shouts for him to stop. A stray bolt electrocutes them too, and he realizes, "Oh no, that was the girl I was trying to talk to earlier that I kind of liked." Oh no, I'm all, oh look what you made me do, Doug. You're the you're the reason that I turned into this. Doug, it's your fault, <laughs> Doug. So he throws Doug out the window into the campus quad, uh, and he further electrocutes him silently until he dies I yo it's creepy that Doug just makes no sound as, this as was dies.
1: a weird but not unaffected
0: choice it's very effective it's very visceral and creepy it's it
1: very creepy because like you said Doug does not respond which I guess sort of implies that he's so electrocuted that he has no control over his body yeah um but then also like just the general sound around what's going on is it's just a much quieter scene uh, than i would have expected like it's not it's not built up into like an explosive moment it's like very no. quietly like i'm just going to electrocute you until you stop working and everyone's going to watch yeah it's really brutal
0: yeah and like whole like, oh body just God. falls to the ground yeah and it's i was like
1: brutal. is he gonna be dead
0: no <laughs> yep. and I he mean, was yeah Yep, he is. First episode people watched, saw a guy get electrocuted to death silently. Yep. <laughs> Creepy, the most creepily yep. possible.
1: And it's another thing that they could have, again, they could have had it be, like, I think this is a situation where they could have still killed Doug, but it could have been more of an accident or, like, blind rage on Max's part situation.
0: Or a major turning point for him. Sure, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it's but, man, weird they the, went the, with the... this, like, weird silent moment that is just sort of like, ooh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And again, it's like the first thing that Max does, and it kind of like, I don't know. You're yeah. you're you're definitely supposed to feel compassion for him, and supposed to be sympathetic for Max for this, right? Obviously, that's the way that they're playing it. But like, it makes it really a lot harder to kind of root for him and sort of feel bad, like, oh, you're just like I got pushed into this shitty situation, you know, and or and, and and like you're 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 I I understand your rage. It's a little harder to feel for him when he just instantly goes on a killing spree, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like- no, I fully agree. I fully agree. I, I
1: think. Yeah, I think you can you can still have him embody all of that anger, but not yeah. necessarily be set on and successful at killing. Yeah. Doug. You know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I know that they're they're going for the carry thing, but like, there's so much yeah. build up with carry to get to that point
1: that you right. don't
0: have with this, right. so it's not earned when he just instantly starts killing people with his superpowers. Yeah. Brutally so, on purpose, with clear intent.
1: (laughs) There's Uh, no ambiguity here. Yeah, it's rough. (laughs) It's rough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man arrives and webs up Electro's hands, uh, which actually kind of works momentarily. Um, Electro does manage to shock the webbing off, and they clash for a little bit before Spider-Man lands a punch and ends up shocked as a result, because they haven't interacted before. Uh, He didn't necessarily know what was going to happen, but he probably could have (laughs) guessed. Electro hits him with a bolt of electricity, which launches Spider-Man into a nearby student's room, which... I thought was really funny. This is the type of stuff I wish the show would do more of because yeah. Spider-Man just lands in this girl's room. She has no idea what's going on. She's just like, she's "Oh, like, um, <laughs> she's like eating hey. a box of Cheezits or something." It's just
0: like, <laughs> yeah. "Uh-huh. Hi." Yeah, I wish they would
1: play with stuff like that more. It's like a little bit out of it's a little bit out of um left field for this particular episode, but yeah. I'm I'm just craving so much some sort of levity in in this yeah. series that I love every time they do it. So, yeah. love that moment.
0: I also love some of Spidey's just movements in this like when he shows up and just does this kind of slow slow like thwip and spin onto the street light and then like spins around to do his upside down sitting pose while he's talking to Max. Yeah. Um, and that Like funny little crawl that he does on the wall like (laughs) with his hand it's so weird. I don't even know how to describe it like it's just like his hands just moving slightly as he slightly turns around. It's such a weird animation but I kind of love it. It's so strange.
1: Is the jump onto the light post the one where he, he ends up in like basically like a pencil like a long pencil sort of like spin yeah yeah i love that it's moment. really cool it's, it's really so good. cool i don't know why i noticed it specifically yeah but it's really cool
0: yeah i like it
1: <laughs> but uh i mean i guess ultimately him getting thrown into this room just allows max to rampage a little bit more but it doesn't last very long because spider-man just like goes back and continues to work on electro <laughs> he, he like webs his feet and like you said pulls him to the ground which literally grounds him it like pulls the electricity from max's body into the ground which for lack of a better term like emaciates him yeah like without the electricity he sort of does turn into that zombie looking creature Mm -hmm. um which is really creepy
0: it's very creepy yeah yeah It's so weird that this fight sequence is like just one long fight sequence. It feels like there needs to be a break in between them, but it's yeah. just one. It's literally one fight sequence that they have.
1: It's weird too because throughout this fight sequence, Spider-Man is operating pretty quickly and like pretty agile. And Max is mostly just like floating and shooting things. Like they're not really yeah. operating on the same speed, which I think sometimes can work, but I don't know if they really work that dynamic super well into this episode i don't know there was something about their fight that yeah. felt a little bit off
0: yeah i don't yeah yeah i kind of agree i think it's partially why it feels as slow as it does maybe because you sort of maybe the dissonance of like seeing spider-man whipping around or max is just slowly floating around and not really being that dynamic i guess i think and there's it's, maybe
1: Because I think the slow thing for Max works, like it is creepy and it does stress how powerful he is. And we've seen that in other iterations of of Electro where it's just sort of like, he's just kind of there and untouchable, but there's Mm -hmm. something, I I can't think of what it is that doesn't like hit the same way. Maybe there just isn't enough interaction between the two where like Spider-Man's flipping around, but I don't know that he's like actively being like swatted for lack of a better term by Electro for it to Mm -hmm. feel like he's god versus bug
0: yeah yeah you can do that
1: with this type of electro this sort of like untouchable energy version of electro
0: yeah i like what they're trying to go for with him totally i I think that it's a really cool idea i just wish that they'd executed it better and i don't Mm -hmm. know if they needed more time to to sort of explore the dynamics between spider-man and electro in their fight sequences or what but something needed to be tweaked more to make it work better yeah
1: and I hate that I can't say exactly what it is because it feels like... Yeah, it's like, really hard. I don't know. To don't watch know, it yeah. again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just the fight sequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Max is still restrained by Spider-Man's webbing, Um, but he realizes that with the limited electricity he has left, he can send a jolt back at Spider-Man because Spider-Man's still holding onto those webs. And this does work. It lets him escape and recharge himself by getting off the ground and grabbing onto some nearby power lines. And so now that he's powered up again, he continues to attack Partygoers in the quad.
0: Is that what he envisions? All the random yep. people as Doug.
1: Yep. I don't like it. <laughs> no, <it's really> weird. <laughs> I think it's weird. Yeah. I get what they're going for, but I don't think they need to do it. I think if he's rampaging, he's rampaging. Yeah. Cause it, mm. cause here's the thing. Like he already killed Doug. So like, if it's just, if it's purely about Doug, dude's already dead. So like, yeah just let him rampage just let him be mad everybody was you know just let him believe that everybody was in on it or something or identify who the other frat members are or something you don't need to make him think everybody's dug
0: you had him expli- they had him explicitly yell like oh you all rot and die to like everyone yeah. at the party it's so, like he already yeah. hates everybody, so you don't need this it's really yeah silly.
1: he's already cursed everybody there
0: yeah yeah yeah. Well, Spidey quickly returns to fight Electro, now with boxing gloves made of webbing to protect him from being <laughs> shocked fur- further. I, th- I love that. I think it's really fun. I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after landing a few punches, uh, finally Spider-Man recognizes Electro as Max. I guess because he's actually finally able to be like up close to him to really see his mm. face. Yeah. So he, he recognizes as Max and attempts to appeal to him personally, which... If you've had Peter at the party and the party was going on for longer in this episode and you had more interactions between Peter and Max, I think this would have yep been better because they really try to like they really try to like make this connection of like Spider-Man telling him, like, oh no, I understand what it's like to like not to feel like you're different from everyone else, you know? Like they try to make the connection, but it feels really false to me because We barely saw them together and they weren't really on very good terms. So, you
1: know, whatever. No, I'm fully with you. Even if it didn't work, even if Electro just fully rejected it and was like, you're not like me, you could have at least had an appeal that was believable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel believable from Peter. And we don't see enough of that struggle in this episode to really, you know, make it work. Because I
1: like this. I like when this happens. I like when Peter has a sort of realization as Spider-Man like, oh, shit, this is who I'm fighting. Like, I got to change what I'm doing here because I know this person.
0: Yeah, right. But nevertheless, Electro just rejects this personal appeal, and it's like, no, I'm still going to kill everybody. Uh, And the two end up grappling on the ground near an electric transformer, which Spider-Man notices, realizing there's a grounding cable in this. Ground being the key word, so he... Punches into the ground to grab the grounding cable to ground Electro. Uh, He shoves it into Electro's neck. Like he shoves the cable with the prongs into his neck, which like sucks Electro into it or he fades or whatever it is. He like fades out of existence and just like like floats like into the ground, like melts into the ground and
1: disappears. Was not expecting that because I, I didn't think that they had ever really made it seem like Electro didn't have a body. Yeah you know i, I didn't I, I don't know where this came from yeah i guess he's
0: just pure energy or, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> which i mean it
1: aligns with other sure. depictions but like i just hadn't been established so i was like yeah wait he's melting into the ground or getting sucked so into the he's just weird. disappearing
0: It's so
1: weird. <laughs> i will say they do it's it's a little it's a little cartoonish but it's actually kind of cool it, like it yeah. ends up looking cool they do a lot of like electric like electrocuting effects where like spider-man's getting electrocuted and there's a little bit of uh, excessive flashing going on but like you get the the like uh flashes of like skeleton stuff which again cartoonish but it looks cool so i kind of yeah. liked it
0: <laughs> yeah so electro has been defeated i guess uh the sure. party goers are, the partygoers are cheering for spider-man this is when harry's like oh those idiots they don't know what he is murderer and Mary Jane's like, Harry, shut up. <laughs> what do you do? I
1: mean, <laughs> look, I'm not normally on Harry's side, but Spider-Man has killed or seemingly killed a lot of villains. And I know yeah. that there are villains. So obviously the crowd's going to be like, yeah. yeah, but I mean, Harry is the one person here who already is predisposed to believe that Spider-Man's yeah. killing people. Well, and as they as all he's just even... watched him kind of kill somebody who I know is a murderer. I know he's a murderer, but... But
0: even if, but like, even if this is the first episode for real, of the first episode that airs, oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the first time it happened, but even still, Electro still died in front of him. He did kill somebody right in front of everybody. Yeah. So like Harry's not wrong. He's not wrong.
1: It's not necessarily how I would like Spider-Man to carry out justice. Yeah, and he does do it a lot in this show, doesn't he? It is funny, though, because it is another one of those moments where like... Like, oh, remember, Harry's got to talk about Spider-Man killing his dad, so get it's, it in there.
0: It is, like, so cartoon. <laughs> like, I mean, Ian Zering is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. But it's so <laughs> played over the top. The way he's just <laughs> growling,
1: murderer. Murderer. Murder, murder, murder. <laughs>
0: I just, but I love MJ is instantly just like, Harry,
1: shut up. <laughs> I know. She doesn't even, she's not even like, it's not like she's even comforting him or anything. She's just, I think she literally says like, come on or something like that. It's like such <laughs> yeah. a, it's like, can we not, can we not do this right now? <laughs> yeah. And Which means con- she's done this many times before.
0: Right, right. It's, and then the cops arrive and just start shooting their guns at Spider-Man
1: in oh.
0: the fucking in the direction of the building that he's crawling on, which are dorms yeah. that we have
1: just seen have students in them. The police are just shooting at the sides of dorm buildings.
0: I mean, probably the most realistic thing the show has ever done, let's be real. Doesn't
1: um, mean I I don't hate still, it. Still sucks. <laughs> still sucks. <laughs> I mean, would they? Probably one of them at least probably would. Yeah, (laughs) but still,
0: still sucks. Good lord. So Spider Man's like, all right, I guess I'm dipping out then, guys. Bye. See ya.
1: (laughs) So the following day, or I would hope days. Well, I not hope, but I would assume days later because they're like at a funeral. But I don't know. (laughs) Um, Peter, Harry, and MJ are visiting the recently buried Doug. Uh, I thought they were going to be visiting Max's grave, but you no, think, it's Doug's grave. I
0: guess they don't know that he's dead because they don't mention like MJ and Harry don't mention Max
1: well, at all. They don't. They either don't know he's dead or they assume he just has no body. You yes, know, yeah. like I don't yeah. know. I'm sure they just have no idea what happened to him. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they're visiting. I don't know if they
0: know Max was Electro though. Is the oh thing, that's true? Yeah,
1: good point. Spider Man knew that, but that doesn't necessarily mean. And other people he, did, or that probably man out. everybody.
0: He only figured it out, like, a little late into it, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's a really good know. point. I
1: didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, it's,
0: it's unclear in this episode, regardless, so, you know.
1: Yeah, so they're visiting Doug's grave, and MJ says she hopes to never see anything uh, as hateful as Electro... <laughs> Heads up, you're going to see a lot of weird shit, uh, MJ. (laughs) Some really disturbing shit. (laughs) Um, Harry remarks that Doug uh, pissed a lot of people off or was a jerk to a lot of people, but he doesn't deserve to to quote, get fried. Jesus, Um, Harry. (laughs) Yeah, not the most insensitive they'll be, uh, actually, at the cemetery. And Peter says that he just missed the whole thing. He kind of like had one-off comment. is like, yeah, man, it's wild. I like missed everything. Um, And so they begin to sort of solemnly walk away. And then Harry and MJ have a realization of what Peter said. And MJ's like, wait, you were there? And Peter was like, yeah, I showed up, but I couldn't find you. And MJ turns to Harry and is like, I won the bet. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mary Jane Watson, what is wrong with you? You just walked away from this guy's grave and you're like celebrating that you won a $25 bet about whether Peter would show up to a party or not. $25? Like, and on, on top of that, Harry is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> he showed
0: up after, you know, the traumatic murder that we witnessed. Yeah. So it he doesn't showed up
1: count. after Doug died, so it doesn't count. But if he had showed up before Doug died, yeah, I'd owe you 25 bucks. <laughs> Sorry,
0: Doug. you know what though doug does fucking suck so like i'm not mad about it
1: (laughs) doug does suck like don't get me wrong but i I, again i don't know that this is how i'm like rooting for justice to be carried out (laughs) i wasn't rooting for electro in that way (laughs) rooting for him to you know maybe get through it or something (laughs) but no doug sucked doug sucked yeah, it's actually kind of a wonder that anybody. Well, I guess, I guess Peter and MJ could be going there in support of Harry, who was fraternity yeah. brothers with Doug. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there, I mean Peter certainly wouldn't have wanted to be there at right. Doug's burial or grave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, after MJ and Harry leave, it Peter stays behind. Um, uh, uh, I mean, he he kind of reflects on like the consequences of choosing the side of good he has an internal monologue actually which you don't really ever see from him in this show it's kind of weird a kind of weird um, one i think i don't like it what do you it's, yeah okay okay it's really good confusing. <laughs> it's i was confusing. like do i just not get
1: this or is no, it it's as confusing, confusing as i think it is
0: he's like he's like uh, oh, you know the i chose the side of good uh but i hope max has found some peace um well he says it's
1: like, he says choosing the side of good doesn't always make you a hero to everyone or something like that and i was like what yeah. point are we making here yeah like I guess, yeah, choosing the side of good as you see it doesn't make you a hero to Max, who is the who sees himself as the hero, I'm sure. But I don't know what point that serves the show, the audience, the character. The like, connection
0: isn't there, yeah. really.
1: I think this is another one of those. You've pointed out a few of these, but it's been a while, where this yeah. feels like being gray for the sake of being gray, as opposed yeah. to like actually making a nuanced point about that gray area. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it really, really does sound like it doesn't I don't think this is exactly where it lands, but it sounds like Peter is questioning doing the right thing, but I don't know why he would be doing that.
0: Yeah. Cuz it doesn't yeah. seem like he's to it, the point that feels... he like felt
1: bad about fighting Max. Right, I guess he well, did a little bit. I
0: think that that's what they're trying to get at is that he feels bad that he had to make Max either die or disappear or whatever he thinks happened to Max. That's how you get to the transition of hoping he found some peace. But Honestly,
1: if they could tie this more into Harry's constantly bringing up Spider-Man killing his dad, then you'd have a little bit more context for where this would make sense, right? Like, did the right thing but feels guilty about it. His best friend thinks he's a terrible person, like, hates Spider-Man. Like, I guess it does – okay, I guess it kind of fits into that.
0: Yeah, but, like, I mean, it's a clunkily written one, though. I wish I wrote down the whole monologue, but – i know that it's like listening to it it's just like it kind of goes back and forth and it almost sounds like neil patrick harris doesn't really know what he's reading because it like changes tone like yeah. times yeah and it's just like but anyway i hope max is okay wherever he is bye <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I was talking about. Uh, okay. Uh yeah. Um and all of that really is just a setup that we see on lampposts nearby that changes from a warm orange glow to a blue electric glow. And we hear Electro scream, He's still mm-hmm. alive somewhere.
1: In a in a lamp.
0: In the lamp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. I took it literally. I assumed that he was there. I yeah, he could be. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's unclear. I'm assuming he can travel through power lines and stuff now.
0: I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, uh, many old versions of Electro can, so sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this, they're watching and angrily screaming at Doug Reisman's grave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wasn't enough to kill him, Electro, yeah. huh?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's just going to haunt Doug Reisman's grave. God. <laughs> boy, oh boy.
0: Uh, face of the episode, we got a handful of them. mm mm-hmm. uh, Harry and MJ's sure Jan face from the beginning of the it's episode good. with uh with like yeah yeah of course Peter sure you're gonna come to the party it's very good they're kind of smarmy look at him MJ yeah. looks like she's like got something in her mouth like she's chewing gum or something <laughs> I don't yeah. really know what they are going for with that but I like it
1: yeah the shape of her <laughs> mouth is like just slightly off yeah, yeah or she's like doing that thing where she's like got her tongue on one side of her mouth being like uh-huh yeah that
0: could be <laughs> what it is yeah it's fun I like it yeah it's good <laughs>
1: It's good, and they're like dead center in the middle of the frame too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I grabbed a couple of Doug faces. This is I, this cracked me up. Doug, it's so weird. Like before he, like he gets in Peter's face before he, like tries to like trick punch him or whatever, and he makes two faces that really stood out. One is just like <laughs> a snarl, and then one I'm pretty sure is him making like a weird kiss face. I guess I don't Did know what read else it would way? be. That's
0: what it seems. Like. There's I don't know what else it, it would be. It's so I don't strange. Know how else to read it?
1: Yeah, it's like he he snarls and then does like a like a moi, <laughs> like yeah. and then turns around before you know turning back around and, and trying to punch Peter. It's such a weird so, combination of expressions.
0: It's so strange. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't get it. So weird. Yeah. So weird.
0: What do you think if you had actually seen this first? It having aired first and yeah. technically being written first, even though that wasn't their plan to air it first, how do you think you would have felt about about it if this was your first episode of the show?
1: I think I would have thought that I was more in for a '90s series season one type of ride because I think because I think this episode isn't necessarily like terrible, but yeah. the things that it doesn't do very well are some of the things that are more akin to criticisms. I have about 90s episodes, not necessarily like spectacular or 2017 in that direction where Mm -hmm. it's like serialization problems or stuff like that. Not that those two have those problems, but like if they were doing things wrong, it would be more about serialization or stuff like that. But it's not in the direction of like 60s or whatever, where it's just like nonsense. It's just, it's like, it feels like a very standard type of superhero um, story with like a a villain origin story that's maybe a little bit edgier and then like it's got pacing problems and a little bit of like you know shakiness here and there i i don't think i would have had such a strong reaction i mean if i saw this first and then what came after it what aired after this one sort of oh fuck that's right (laughs) and they aired the same night damn the same night shit okay hmm <laughs> wow. Okay, wow. Wow, what wow, a, wow. I mean, I what
0: think, a what a one two punch, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I okay, so I think that I think that the 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 first episode you and I watched, Heroes and Villains, right? Yeah. I think that one I walked. I mean, just go listen to that episode. I was like very frustrated and like yeah. hated that episode. I think I might so have even sucks. said I hate this episode. It sucks. Um, yep. This one I don't hate, so I think I would have been fine. I think I would have been primed a, a little. I don't know if I would have been primed better for the show because I don't know if it's a great reflection of this show. Yeah. But I think my expectations would have been more along '90s series. I think I would have thought it was more like that.
0: Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I. I think. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, I think it's. I think it's a better first episode i think it's not i think yeah it's not it's it's a better pilot for sure than than what heroes and villains would oh god yeah for it to be um, and it's a better first episode just in general of a TV show in addition to just being a better episode in general. So, you know, yeah. um,
1: I mean, it might've, it might've fucked with my expectations a little bit though, because it does have yeah. a more traditional superpowered villain. Um, it doesn't get into any sort of, like I mean, it, it touches on the hazing stuff, but it's really a little bit more like just general bullying. Like you said, yeah. um, being translated probably from a high school situation. And then the edgy thing they do is sort of like. Not sort of, they kill somebody, but they do it in a way that's kind of brutal when you think about it, as opposed to being like shock value in the moment, you know? It's
0: not hyper-violent in the way that some other right. things in the show are. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So I think it might have given me a false impression, but I I think I would have been more encouraged moving forward.
0: I've still, I think I might be thankful that we did still do it in the DVD order and did Heroes and Villains first, because... I feel like we got all the stuff we didn't like really like out of the way immediately, like, and knew that right from the get go.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, were,
0: so then we can sort of work through it throughout that. And I think maybe get to a better place of understanding with it.
1: Yeah. I think so too. I think the journey that I am on watching this show is far more interesting and productive to have watched it in the order we did yeah. than to think it was going to be something milder and more palatable than it was. And then get into some of the stuff that is like, what the fuck is this show doing? <laughs> yeah, you know what I yep, mean? Yep. So I think as yep. as weird as those first four episodes were to have to get through. And as much as, you know, I, I tweeted this a few weeks ago. At this, at this point, it's a few weeks ago. That like, in order to have a breakthrough with this show, it, I feel like it needed to break me a little bit. And I do think that's true. Like, that isn't just a joke. I think it really needed to break down what my expectations for a Spider-Man show were. Um, And I I certainly think those first four episodes of this show did that to the point where I could kind of look at it with a clearer mindset, um, see all the things that it did most egregiously so that I could understand a little bit better what it was trying to do by by <laughs> striking out so hard it's yeah. a weird way to go about it but i think it actually has been interesting it's certainly not a journey that we've been on yet on this podcast for and sure. probably never will again
0: <laughs> it's like when you're working out you've got to like you've got to like tear the muscle first yes. for it to then like repair builder and yeah sh- uh, better and stronger
1: like that's so funny it's well, <laughs> like i've been through the worst of it right uh, hopefully yeah. Um, well,
0: but, it, but even if, if we get to episodes that are as bad as like the first well, couple right, were, still be more we prepared. will know that yeah, muscle we'll will be built up, for. right? And like, it'll be like, Oh, I know exactly why this is bad. And I can probably identify things that are doing that are, that it's doing well, or it can at least like break down, like what the show does better that it's failing at in this yeah, regard. You know, Yeah.
1: It's been a weird, yeah. It's been a very weird journey. I, I, I'm definitely not at the point where I would say I like the show. Um, sure. but I definitely sure. understand the show a lot better than I did yeah. even just a, f- a few weeks ago, probably. Yeah. And it's not a slog
0: um, a- a anymore, <laughs>
1: but it no. kind of
0: was for the first like month of doing this and it's not, I wouldn't say that it is anymore. I I'm actually is, kind
1: of astonished. We've been doing this for two months already.
0: I know. Right. Yeah. It's really flown by. Um, well, will it be? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Two months, eight episode eight.
1: That's yeah. God. Isn't that weird?
0: Dang. We're, we're almost, it feels done. like we just
1: started the show.
0: We're kind of almost done with the season. Yeah, like, we have like five episodes left. Like, <laughs> that's
1: it's ridiculous. weird. It's very weird. Yeah, and, and I'll probably, I'll probably still be relieved when we finish it. I'll be too. But it's, I'll it's, be happy. I do to think to it's going a lot faster than it <laughs> I thought it would.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's- been quite a ride. Been yeah. quite a ride. I mean oh, we have yeah. still got a little more to go. Um and, and,
1: and anything, anything could happen.
0: Anything can happen. I know we've got absolutely have some interesting stuff that we're going to have to work through, but um <gasps> it's I'm excited to uh to to dig through it because I think I'm not I'm not dreading I'm not dreading anything like I was maybe around episode 3 or so. So Oh boy. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to talk about both the good and the bad.
1: It's all we can yeah. ask for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All you can ask for? Hmm. There's a way to make that work. Uh, the, there's many things that you can ask for that we'll give you <laughs> on our Patreon.
1: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Patreon.com slash snappers. Tons of bonus content there starting at $1. Um, lots of mini, mini episodes and full-length episodes um, where we delve into other stuff, including comics, movies, video games, um, other shows that aren't Spider-Man related. If you like hearing us talk, you will enjoy our Patreon. So check us out there. Um, and also check out our Discord if you want to chat with us about this show. We've been talking about it for long enough now that I would really love to hear uh, how people feel about our arc and our journey Oh, with my this gosh. Show. <laughs> I've never felt more
1: like a character in a narrative TV show.
0: <laughs> so if you want to chat with us there, it's a really easy avenue to talk to us and any other listeners. Um, but if you'd like to find uh, the two of us individually, where can we find you, Doug?
1: You can find me on twitter at icky i c-k-y-b-o-o-l-e-y you can also listen to me on another podcast here on the four-eyed radio network called victory road it's a pokemon podcast where i talk about pokemon just as i feel like it and if you like books and video games uh you can listen to me on a podcast called novel gaming that i do with my friends vicky and katie where we catch up on all the media we have been consuming lately what about you derek sure you can find me on twitter at derek b gale you can
0: also find my podcast, Gimmicks, which looks at the high concept structure breaking gimmick episodes of television with a different show and a different guest every week. You can find that anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, you can also find it on Twitter and Instagram at GimmicksPod. If you would like to hear more from Doug and I together, we have a monthly podcast called Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. Our episode on Coco is out now wherever you get your podcasts. You can also visit us on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com for a full archive of episodes of Walloping Web Snappers and Falling with Style, neatly organized by show, if you'd like to explore that way. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod, or email us at at Podcast at gmail.com. Please, if you could, rate, review, and subscribe to us on any podcast platform that you use. It really helps other people find our show. The more ratings we have, the easier it is just to show up on any lists or any searches. So it's a super, super, super easy way for you to support our show. Literally just click that fifth star, and that's all you got to do, and then you've helped us. So why not do it? It takes two seconds. Mm-hmm. Next week, someone from Peter Parker's life gets wrapped up in a villain plot in the episode entitled "Flash Memory," <laughs> which
1: what a weird in, could involve Flash it. Thompson, but maybe won't. <laughs> maybe won't. Who knows? <laughs> See. <laughs> See you then. Bye. Doug sucks.